Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi here. One hour down, one to go. We got a lot of fun left to go here on the yeah, show. We busy have a, hour. We have our buddy Jordan Schultz from The Score. That's going to join us in about 15 minutes. But joining us right now as we kick off our parade of guests, mm-hmm. it's our buddy Hall of Fame oddsmaker over at the South Point Hotel and Casino. You know him, you love him. He is Vinny Maiulo. Vinny, hope all is well. Hello, Vinny. Good morning, man. How are you? Parade of guests. Wow. I'm in the parade. <laughs> there you go. It's like the Easter parade. <laughs> yeah, but, it is. But you're the first one leading us off, though, and, and that's not by accident. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Well, I got to set the table, I guess. Okay. You do. Let's 100%. start Let's start in Augusta, Georgia, Vinny. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the table there. Oh, my. And, and, and what, do we, what do we know? What do we learn? And what are the hot bets here? Uh, let me let me say this about Augusta. And I've talked about it uh, oftentimes. You, you know, we've got you, you always have big events, right, guys? We know about the Super Bowl and March Madness, which we just just came through. the the uh, The Masters is the number one wagered uh, golf event, uh, not only major but golf event of the year. And a, a lot of it, I think, has to do, you know, to, not to overuse the word tradition, uh, but the fact is that. Because there's that familiarity, it's always at the same course, un- unlike the other majors. So there's that familiarity. Uh, it's grown in popularity, particularly over the last uh, uh, couple of decades. And we treat it as such. I mean, it's up for uh, almost a year. So it's like a lot of other future books. When you look at it, when you look at Super Bowl futures, World Series futures, Stanley Cup futures, NBA title futures. The Masters is there in terms of length of time. Now, does it do as much as those futures? Not necessarily. However, it does get uh, adjusted during the event, although today wasn't a lot of adjustment because of the, of the weather and they moved up the times. However, we did put up uh, 
uh, new new matchups for today. So we'll have uh, more props for the Masters than any other golf event. So you've got the future book. You've got head-to-heads for the entire event. And then you've got head-to-heads by day. Uh, so uh, the Masters gets uh, gets uh, gets treated uh, with the with with the attention that it needs because the betters want that. Um, as far as uh, better uh, who who they bet this week, I have got to tell you, Brooks Kepka got some attention. I mean, he mm-hmm. was as high as eighty to one, and uh, so there was a, a few tickets on Brooks Kepka, and uh, some folks uh, took advantage of that price. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood got action. Jason Day. Uh, I, Phil Mickelson got action. I mean, I was more sentimental. Of course, you've always got tickets on Tiger um, and, and things like that. But I do want to point out one other thing, guys, because, again, I, I mentioned it yesterday uh, when I was on with uh, Amal and Patrick, uh, just to, because we still there's still people kind of calling and trying to figure out what happens uh, with players that either withdrew or uh, either before the tournament, like um, – uh, Will Zalatoris, and then you've got a, a situation like Kevin Na yesterday. Uh, here at South Point, Kevin Na, those those bets were action because he did tee off. Will Zalatoris was uh, a refund because he did not tee off at all. So you want to pay attention. Not everybody has the same house rules. Not everybody has the same stipulations. So you want to pay particular attention uh, to those rules and stipulations uh, uh, depending on where you bet. You know, it's interesting, Vinny, because I'm looking at the odds board or, or the leaderboard right now, and the projected cut line is right. plus one. A guy like Rory McIlroy, who is looking to co- complete the career Grand Slam, he's four over, so he's three mm-hmm. back through ten right now of that cut line. With somebody like Rory missing the cut, with so many people wanting to bet on him to to, to, to make history, uh, how would that go for you guys there at the South Point? Yeah, so it's, it's a good question. I mean, I mean, you know, folks would want to see him make the cut because you know he's very colorful, he's very popular. Uh, although we didn't get as much money on on Rory this event, we typically do, and he's one of the shorter priced uh, golfers. I mean, he, he's always uh, always popular. I mean, he he opened eight to one, so he was one of the uh, the shorter prices uh, and one of the uh, one of the favorites uh, going into the event when we posted it. Um, but could it affect it? I don't. I don't think it'll affect it that much because you'll still have name players. You've got this, you know, undercurrent, and you know, maybe it's maybe it's not. Maybe it's, to some people, it's more of an an undercurrent with this whole live situation and, and who's playing and who's not, and you know, who's who's going to be. And I mean, when you've got Kepka as uh, the people that have the money on them, that, that's not going to you know lessen the handle. And again, as I mentioned, Kepka got uh, plenty of betting attention. Would it be better? If Rory was in it, for sure. But you know what? They do such a great job with the coverage, too. Uh, I mean, it'll still draw, and, and it'll still get the action, and and we'll have the uh, adjusted head-to-head matchups during the course of the weekend, too. So as long as we do that, I think the handle will be just fine. And, and the weather, how do you handicap the weather, Vinny, as it relates to what's moving forward? Yeah, not we don't hand, you know I think you know you, we're at the mercy of it uh, Michael right I mean uh, again they they adjusted the, uh, uh, the the tea times today I think the weather tomorrow is supposed to be really bad so uh, you know it's it's harder to uh, it'll impact somewhat the future the adjusted future book right because of the fact that they're going to go earlier uh, even though we're open 24 hours but um, you know we're still going to have head to heads up and everything like that but it's hard to, uh, to handicap the weather, it, it, you know, from our perspective. I think the you know uh, the golfers and the the committee, uh, the tournament committee, did did that job really for us in terms of adjusting the tee times. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun here the weekend at Augusta. We get the live situation with Brooks Kepka, and then we have some other big names like John Rahm and those guys, Jason Day, near the top yep. of the leaderboard. should be a lot of fun here. We're speaking with Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame odds maker over at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And oh, Vinny, we got the NBA playoffs that are about mm. to be tipping off here coming up next week. The play-in mm. tournament is going to be Tuesday through Friday. So it's an exciting time in the association. Uh, are betters diving yep. into the waters here with the final couple of days? Because it's kind of hard keeping tabs of who's going to be in, who's going to be out. And we know a lot of teams kind of punting the end of the season here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, I have to tell you, just before I came into studio here, you've got teams with not just injuries, but who's resting, who's clinched, who's, you know, kind of locked in a position, who's trying to play in, who's trying to improve their position and everything like that. I mean, you know, it's such a crapshoot with, uh, with the NBA and the way that it's it played out this year. Uh, I think the good part is we're, we're – we shouldn't see, you know, there'll be injuries, obviously, right? But, uh, you know, we won't see load management issues uh, during the playoffs. So people are gearing up for it, uh, you know. And, again, Sunday's the last day. Then we'll get the matchups. We'll get, there'll be the play-in part. NBA playoffs, extremely popular, particularly the first uh, few rounds. I mean, you know, everybody gets excited about the finals and everything. But in the beginning, because there's so many games and that's good and people really enjoy and migrate to it. So it's one of the better times of year, not only for sports, but for the NBA. And then a few days later, you know, you got the NHL playoffs, which is the most popular time for hockey. Right. And when you look at the four major sports during the course of the year here in the state of Nevada, uh, particularly, uh, you've got obviously football is is number one basketball is number two baseball is number three and a lot of that has to do with the length uh, of you know the season the amount of games and then hockey's number four but hockey during the playoffs is a, a whole new level and it's become so uh, so much more popular particularly with the uh, with the uh, introduction and the success of the Vegas Golden Knights obviously uh, last year the local handle wasn't as strong because the Knights didn't make the playoffs however this year uh, they are in fact they're uh, they're vying for the number one seed uh, in uh, in the Western Conference so that'll bode well but as far as this time of year NBA playoffs extremely popular with folks and people are looking at their uh, their futures now. Do they have futures? Or is there something that they want to add to in terms of futures, right? I mean, you look at a team like the Sacramento Kings, which were you know one of the longer shots going into the season uh, and the success that they've had. Now the question is, you know, if you got a ticket on the Kings, uh, then you're looking at, well, now I know they're in the playoffs. Do I press that some more? Or actually, you know, because there were such – you know, uh, uh, long odds. You've got you've got them now. Where you might look at take a shot at a team like the Warriors, right? Who are you know hopefully going to get healthier. They've been there. Their pedigree is what it is. So that's the kind of strategy that betters are looking at when it comes to the futures. But then again, there'll be series prices as well that I think a lot of uh, you know folks will be looking at, particularly professional betters too, picking their spots uh, to look for uh, for, for value, uh, especially with some underdogs in head-to-head -head, uh, matchups during the, uh, the, uh, the first couple of rounds. Vinny, we only have two minutes left, but I wanted to touch base on the NFL draft. Uh, what Do you have odds? Yeah. Have you done who's first overall pick, and where do you have Anthony Richardson's draft prop? Actually, Michael, we uh, we don't have any of the props up yet, and because of the uncertainty of it, frankly, Mike. Yeah, I know, and, I, and I was listening uh, very closely to your guys uh, before. I, I have to tell you, the NBA draft is one of the more challenging 
uh, events to book, uh, frankly, because there is so much uncertainty. And you, 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 you put up things so early, and then it, all of a sudden, like, a trade occurs, right? When you look at, you know, there were, there were props up. And, again, I'm not knocking it. I think it's great that some folks did uh, take the time to put up some very early props uh, on who would be the number one draft pick, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the Bears and the Panthers make a deal, right? So it's a completely different dynamic, uh, not only for those two teams, but associated uh, teams, you know, uh, uh, other teams as well. So uh, it's too unpredictable. Um, I mean, look, is he probably going to be the uh, uh, the number one defensive player? Yeah, I would, I would, I would be surprised if he's not. But again, that so many things change so quickly. Uh, and frankly, there's there's you know information that gets out out there. You've got to you have to always sift through what's fact and what's fiction. But the fact of the matter is, somebody does know uh, what's going to transpire with a particular team, and it's uh, it's a little bit a little bit treacherous uh, this early. Well, the draft just less than three weeks away. He is Vinny Maiulo, Vinny, Hall thank of Fame you. oddsmaker over at the South thank Point. You so Vinny, much, Vinny. thanks for joining us, man. Good to be with you. Good to have Vinny on the show as well. Oh, by the way, Michael, before we head to break, Jason Day just double bogey, so yeah. he's now five back. Yeah, and Kep- and Kepka's in at twelve. Kepka's into the clubhouse. Sixty-seven today. Wow, pretty good score for Brooks Kepka. Jordan Schultz of the score joins us next here on the Lombardi Line. Welcome to Five Hundred Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. 
Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Femi Abemfe. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We just had Vinny Maiulo on in the last segment, Hall of Fame Odds maker over at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Always a pleasure when Vinny joins the show and joining us it, now. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, I thought it was interesting. His, yeah. you know, he's concerned about the draft prop, which I think it South Point doesn't put it up, which means that they don't have a, they don't have any inside info. So there is it's kind of an even playing field mm-hmm. for the fans out there if you get the right information. And Jordan Schultz is a guy that can give us the right information. Yes, he is going to give us the right information. The insider for the NFL over at the score. He is Jordan Schultz joining us here on the Lombardi line. Jordan, hope all is well. Thanks for joining us this morning or afternoon, wherever you might be. What's the latest that you're hearing with the number one overall pick? Is it Young or Shroud going to Carolina? I think it's going to be Bryce Young. Now, that doesn't mean that Carolina doesn't like C.J. Stroud. Obviously, there was a, a lot to like about his workout, and I think all these guys have helped themselves in their pro days. Um, when it comes to Young, though, th- there's a, a Steph Curry-like 2.0 feel to him that, that a couple teams have, have told me about. And what that means is just the way that he can throw the football is so otherworldly and so smooth and talented that I think it's really hard to pass them up at one. And obviously, as you both know, the knock on him has been size. He's slight. He's not 220, 6'3". But I think there's so much to like about him. He's so smart. And I was even talking about about him with uh, Bijan Robinson as well as C.J. Stroud. And, and Bijan was telling me that, you know, firsthand when he saw Bryce Young, how impressive it was late in the game that he made those couple plays that needed to be made against Texas that really were the difference. And I think, you know, Shroud, you could say, well, he did a lot of the same things against Georgia in the, in the national semifinal when he was tremendous. And I think he answered a lot of the questions. Could he move around the pocket? Could he create that wizardry type of, type of plays? And I think both of them have it. But I think when it comes to Carolina at one, it will be Bryce Young. I agree, Jordan. I really do. And I've been saying it. I think the tape doesn't lie and the tape says Young. Not that Stroud's not a good player. I think there's some risk in Stroud, but the, the tape doesn't lie on Young. It's, to me, it's not close. And I think what Robinson said, I think most players that competed against Bryce Young would echo those sentiments, that he's unique, his arm is incredible, much better than what most people thought based on his size. So I agree there. How about Anthony Richardson? To me, I'll share with you what I've heard and see what you've heard. To me, I don't hear him in the top five. I don't hear him in the top ten. I hear athletically, I hear wonderful. I hear he's a year away from being two years away that you just you're not going to you're not sure about it. There's some debate about how can he come along where he should have gone back to school. Give us your take on that. So I think there's a couple things with Anthony Richardson that are really important. Number one, he is the youngest quarterback in this class. He's, he's 20 years old. And, you know, one of the things that stands out to me was when he when he really needed to make plays against some of the top teams, LSU, for example, he did. Now he certainly had his lion's share of not so great plays because he is young. He is an experience and Florida did not have the type of um, talent in terms of the receiving weapons, the skill positions that some of these other teams did. And I think that's really important as well. 
when it comes to Richardson, though, um, you know, he is he is the unicorn or even alien of this class in terms of his athletic profile, pushing 6'5", uh, running in the 4'4", the cannon of an arm. I mean, these are things that I would say, Michael, are not even generational. They're, they're once in a lifetime in terms of some of the gifts. And I think he is probably a couple, three years away. And that's why I mentioned a team like, and maybe this, this will surprise you, but, but the Lions at seven, for example, where he could sit behind Goff for a year or two. Goff has one more year left on his deal. Uh, maybe it's a team like, like that where he doesn't have to play right away. He can take his time. But I think in terms of the upside, there's no doubt that he'll go in the first round. Um, I don't know where, where that is, but I think all five of these guys are first-round picks, including Hendon Hooker and Will Levis. Yeah, I, I mean that. That I, I'm not disputing he'll go in the first, Jordan. I, I definitely see that. I think the value, his skill set is too good. Hey, Hidden Hooker, to me, you know, he's been getting a lot of pub. I'm not sure that you know when you break it down, he's not going to play next year. He's going to miss the whole season. You got to pick up the fifth year with basically three years of work. But you know, if you can't get him at the top of the second, there's some team maybe at the bottom of the first. I'm a little leery of that. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It makes sense in the in the mock drafts. It doesn't make sense in terms of being in the draft room. But you know, where are you on Jalen Carter and the off the field incidents? Yeah, one thing I'll mention too about Hooker, you know, Michael is I would actually ask you is 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 the pro is is the main problem with him the fact that he's 25 is that is that a real issue it's a huge issue yeah sure it is it's a huge he's going to be 26 before he plays you're going to basically get one contract and then i think you add another layer to it is as good as he was in college that offense is not a pro style offense i know they're in four receivers or in one protection all the time he's looking at half of the field and so you've Mm. got to go back to virginia tech and kind of watch him play there a little bit to kind of see how he does he's got great character He's got great accuracy. He's got great size. He's fearless in the pocket. There's a lot to like about him. But when you're talking about a first-round pick, you know, you're, you're not yeah. going to have him for a year, and he's coming off a knee, and he's older. So those are the things that add up against him. It's not that you dislike yeah. the player, but, you know, what happens in mock drafts is we don't grade players. We put them in a round. And when you have a grading system, there's only so high you could grade players, and most teams have grading systems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say three, two touchdowns total, two picks. SEC Offensive Player of the Year checks all the character boxes, and then you know we can transition to Jalen Carter. Who you know I don't know Jalen Carter. I don't know if if he's a good guy or or if he's immature or whatever it is. But I can tell you that I, I have no doubt that he does. It, worth, his his floor is Philly at ten. I don't see him getting past there. Um, obviously, he's in Indianapolis when he was sent home. He he had to go back to to Georgia. Then he comes back the next day. It was, it was strange. It was strange. And then he obviously has a pro day where he's not able to finish. He's not in great shape. But I think the talent, and as you mentioned, the tape is tremendous. And I don't really see how he gets past Philadelphia at 10. You know, one thing, uh, Femi, Philly does have two players on their team. They've got Davis and Dean, two mm-hmm. Georgia players. That's a great mm-hmm. resource for you as a general manager yeah. because you can go to them and say, okay, I need the real deal here. Like, don't lie to me. Tell me about this kid. You know, and really, and, and, and this is going to stay in the room. It's not getting out. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to say anything to anybody, but I need to know what you know about this kid because he's going to be, if I draft him, he's your teammate, and you got to be right about it. That's a huge help. 
Yeah, I think that's kind of similar to the situation yeah. we saw with the Arizona Cardinals when they drafted Tyron Matthew. They had Patrick Peterson already there at LSC mm-hmm. who played with Good him, ball. and they, they kind of were able to yeah. bounce that off there, and they were comfortable going with Tyron Matthew. Jordan, I want to ask you about the Seattle Seahawks, because when you were talking about Anthony Richardson, you brought up the Detroit Lions as a potential situation yeah. where they could use Jared Goff as that bridge quarterback while Richardson is still developing. Do you think Seattle is still in this quarterback market near the top of the draft, or are they mainly looking toward uh, one of these top defensive guys, whether it be an edge rusher or a defensive tackle? I know Seattle likes him. Obviously, they're, they're at five because of the Russell Wilson trade. They can do a whole lot of things. I, I, I don't think they're going to go quarterback at five. I think they have other, including pass rush. Um, you know, Shaven Carr is another guy that makes sense. They could go corner with, with Gonzalez or Witherspoon. I, I would be surprised, even though I know they like Richardson, if they went that route, given the fact that they have a, a Pro Bowl quarterback who played really good football for most of last season and Geno Smith there. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think when you're up there that high, I mean, I think you got I, – I could see Carter being their guy. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing Pete knows, and, and Pete understands this better than anybody, he hasn't had a dominant front. Hasn't had a three technique. Now, they signed Dermonte Jones this offseason from Denver, Denver. since yeah. Michael Bennett. So, they haven't had that kind of – he knows he needs to improve that defensive front. And when you get a pickup here – you got to make sure it's a if it's a rusher, it's got to be a perfect. Whether it's Will Anderson, Walker, whomever you pick, Carter makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, and also, you know, I mentioned Gonzalez. He fits that profile of of the big long corners. And you think about potentially they have Tariq Woolen, who was one of the best players in the league defensively for most of last season. They have um, Kobe Bryant at Cincinnati, a really technically sound young corner. If you were to add a guy like Gonzalez, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Another guy, Harry Wilson, uh, the edge of Texas Tech, another enticing player. I don't know if he goes as high as five, but to Michael's point, I think they will find another need and address that first at five. Hey, Jordan, we got 15 seconds left. Lamar Jackson in 2023 will be playing where? Wow. Um, on the spot, fellas, I like it. I, <laughs> I'm going to go Ravens. Maybe, maybe I'm, I could be wrong, but right now, this second, I'm going to go Ravens. Based awesome. On that. Thanks, Thanks, Jordan. Seem the best for last. He is Jordan Schultz, NFL insider over at The Score, joining us here on the Lombardi Line. We appreciate it, Jordan. Have a good one. All right. How about that? How about that? Richardson? I mean, when you don't know, stay with the home team, right? Yeah, might as well. (laughs) Stay with the home team. We'll be back on the other side to talk to our buddy Matt Humans, little masters. See what he's cooking up over at Augusta National next here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24/7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $9.99. Our experts are also getting ready for golf's first major of the year at Augusta. For this year's Masters betting guide, Wes Reynolds profiles every player in the field, and Matt Humans tells his best bets. Sign up today to get full access to Veasan through the NFL Draft for only $9.99 at Veasan.com/slash-subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebfei alongside Michael Lombardi. Uh, speaking of Matt Humans, Michael. Yeah. Uh, he's going to join us right now there here on the Lombardi Line to talk it. a little Masters Augusta National. We are in the middle of the second round over there in Georgia. Matt Humans joining us, host of VEASAN Tonight and also our betting analyst and editor and does a lot of stuff here at the network. Humans, hope all is well, buddy. Uh, as we sit here through about a round and a half, 
Has there been anything that has surprised you? I mean, Kepke at the top of the leaderboard surprised me, but I'm curious to get your take. Yeah, Brooks Kepke at the top of the leaderboard right now, it's a nightmare at Augusta. Nobody <laughs> wanted to see this scenario. Nobody. <laughs> uh, unless, unless you were a sellout to the Saudi League, uh, you're not rooting for uh, Brooks Kepka. And in fact, he's got a five-stroke lead right now on Friday. Early Friday afternoon is not uh, a good thing for anybody. I think it's maybe a small handful of betters got Brooks Kepka at around 70, 80 to 1 uh, after he won that live event on the Goat Ranch in Florida last week. Uh, but there was not much to indicate that Kepka was a guy to bet this week. He um, had been talking a lot of smack for three years, had been uh, underachieving, not backing it up, had been in a slump, and then he wins last week. And all of a sudden, uh, he finds his form. It's, I guess it's all about getting hot at the right time. And Kepka did have some decent course history at Augusta, so it's not a total surprise. But the fact he's got a five-shot lead right now is, uh, I think, a little bit discouraging. Hopefully, John Rahm or somebody else can catch him from behind and um, uh, do, do some good for the world uh, this weekend. Let's, let's hope that that happens. Aside from that, hey, look who's in second, too. Sam Bennett. Yeah. An amateur from Texas A&M is uh, in second. So this is not the type of – it's kind of like the Final Four when you have Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, and Miami show up, and everybody said, who the hell invited them to the party? That's what's happening here at the top of the leaderboard at Augusta. Were you surprised in Rory's play so far in this tournament? I mean, everybody had expectations that Rory was going to play good, and it just didn't look like it was coming together for him. Well, it's interesting. We talked about this last night on our show with uh, Wes Reynolds, and Rory has been a slow starter at the Masters uh, almost every time he's been there, uh, with one exception. But Rory has a track record of slow starts at Augusta, so no, I really wasn't surprised. He shot even par yesterday. Uh, it's going to be tricky here on the weekend. We'll see what, if the rain shows up like it's in the forecast, and if Saturday is going to be um, a really troublesome day in terms of uh, getting all the golf in because of the rain and possible lightning, and that's going to affect scores on the weekend. But Rory's got to get hot here at some point. He can't wait too long when you got Brooks Kepka at 12 under. So, yeah, Michael, I guess from that perspective, I did not expect him to be 12 strokes off the lead at this point. But Rory's never been a fast starter here, so I don't think that's a, a big surprise. I mean, Rory might not make it to the weekend. He's five over right now no, for his round today. To so he's, no, he's, yeah, he's three back of that potential cut line here right now, plus two is where the projected cut. We're speaking with Matt Eumann's host of VEASAN tonight, and as well as VEASAN golf betting analyst and college football betting analyst as well. I know Michael has some college football questions, but Eumann's, I want to ask you, though, about Tiger Woods because Tiger has just teed off moments ago. He's through two holes, even par. Do you expect Tiger to be playing this weekend, and what have you made of his round so far? <laughs> uh, I didn't know Rory had soared to five over. Last I saw, he was two over. So if Rory is five over... Uh, he's going to be playing golf with uh, Michael Lombardi's son and me out in Vegas. <laughs> uh, five, over. Yeah, five over, he's probably not going to make it. Um, you know, I wasn't too surprised what Tiger did yesterday at two over because uh, even though I was his worst opening round at the Masters since 2005, uh, he, he has not been a fast starter out here either. I thought he was going to shoot right around par yesterday. It was a fight for him. He struggled, uh, I think, really to finish two over. and. Today, he's, he's basically got to go out there and try to shoot two under to uh, stay relevant on the weekend. Tiger, I think right now his goal is to make the cut. He's made 22 straight cuts at Augusta. 23 would tie the record. And let's be realistic. If you're betting on Tiger to win, 
uh, at this event, you're a fool because he's only played once in 2023. And uh, he was not going to show up and win. I think even Tiger in the back of his mind, even though he tells people, hey, I'm not going to show up here unless I know I can win. He knows he's not going to win or he strongly suspects he's not going to win. His goal is make the cut, maybe finish top 20 and be relevant on the weekend. And right now he's in danger of that not happening. Yeah. Matt, let's shift to the NFL draft, right? I know you get involved in that. Uh, What's your take on this Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud? You watch a lot of college football. Uh, You know, we've seen the market now shift back to Bryce Young. Femi and I have talked about it on the pod for a long time. We've talked about Bryce Young is going to be the first pick, but now the market seems to adjust it to it. Where are you on this? I think Bryce Young should be the number one pick. All the uh, college football I've watched, his instincts are off the chart. His football IQ is off the chart, off the charts. Everything about Bryce Young is outstanding. Um, all his characteristics are outstanding except for his size. You know, he's 5'10", 190, 195. Uh, you got to put some muscle on him. He's got to get a little bit uh, stronger when he gets to the, to the league. But he's got all the... I think attributes you want in a franchise quarterback. He's a uh, he's a highly intelligent guy with, uh, like I said, uh, top level skills and instincts, and that would be my top pick. C.J. Stroud, a little bit more inconsistent. I know he's bigger, but let's not get caught up in size, okay? Because Drew Brees was barely six feet, and Ryan Leaf was six five. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't really matter uh, if a guy's three inches taller or uh, or what. I, th- I think that's you know, I don't really like a tiny quarterback like Kyler Murray, uh, but Kyler Murray's a freak in terms of athletic ability and the way he can just run around. It's like a video game. He can just run around and make plays. But also, he doesn't have the uh, – I don't think he's got the work ethic and um, uh, the intelligence maybe that uh, a guy like Bryce Young has in terms of how he's going to prepare for games and how he's going to lead a franchise. Right? I think Bryce Young is going to be step in and be a leader. Kyler Murray's not a leader. That's – Kind of what I'm getting at. So I think Murray, I think Bryce Young's got it all. And to me, he's just got a little bit of an edge on C.J. Stroud. I want to ask you guys quickly because I've been working on the NFL draft here the past few days. Mm-hmm. Are quarterbacks definitely going to go 1-2, or might there be a curveball at number 2? And do you think Will Anderson of uh, Alabama, edge rusher, is going to go number 3? Uh, you know, that's a great question. We've been talking about it all day today, Matt. And, and I'm not sure that, that there's a lock for it to go one, two. When, when have these mocks ever been right? I mean, you know, they all look stunned on draft day when it doesn't go as planned. I don't know why they do, but they all do, you know. And so Houston's got 12. You know, it, it, do they, Will Anderson, to me, is a tad overrated. You know, when you watch him play against Tennessee – you know, he struggled against Wright. You know, he's not as dominating as we're, we're – we're making him out to be Von Miller, and I'm not sure. Now, Carter, to me, is a dominating player from Georgia. And I and okay. I could see D'Amico Ryans, who has a lot of impact within that organization. I mean, Nick Cesario's the general manager, but D'Amico Ryans has as much say on who's to pick. I could see him picking the best defensive lineman out there because that's how he won and got his head coaching job with San Francisco. Like, are you going to settle for a maybe quarterback or are you going to settle for a sure thing defensive lineman? Look, it worked out for San Francisco. They took Nick Bosa, you know, and they found their quarterback down the road. So I don't think it's a lock. I think Carter, it's going to come down to the character and all the situations off the field because if he was perfectly clean off the field, he would be the second pick overall. He could easily be – you could make the case that he's the best pick. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that, too. I think Jalen Carter's got a little bit of baggage he's carrying into this draft, and if not for that, he'd probably be the number two pick. But 
what do the Texans do at quarterback? Are you going to another year with Davis Mills, or is well they there signed Case Keenum, right? So they they paid okay. Case Keenum, which we can't figure out why they would do that. <laughs> and, and so you know maybe at twelve they think they could get you know Richardson's no lock to go four. I mean everybody thinks well the Colts have to trade up. Well why right. why wow. you know maybe they'll take Levis at twelve. You know, if he makes it to them, maybe they'll take the kid from Purdue in the second round, or maybe they'll take the Fresno State kid in the second round. I, I, I'm not sure that it's as locked that they're going to take the quarterback as everybody makes it out to be. Now, if they took Stroud and they love Stroud, okay. But I, you know, if you love a defensive lineman and you're not sure about the quarterback and you just signed a six-year contract, maybe you t- maybe you're a little bit more patient. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I think they don't have to take a quarterback at two because, like you said, you do have options with your other picks. But you, at some point, you got to take a quarterback because you can't go into the future with Davis Mills and Case Keenum as no uh, your one and two. No question. Win. Femi, uh, before we check out here, what do you think? Uh, who goes number two? Who number two? I think I'm going to still lean C.J. Stroud as of right now. Yeah. That's kind of where I would lean, but I, I don't think it's as a big a lock as one, two, as people think it is. That, that's my point. I think we have to yeah. be a little bit divergent in thought here and not just assume it's all going to go to plan because it never goes to plan. No, it doesn't. The, right. the one bet I do like, Matt, I do like Anthony Richardson over four and a half. Okay. There we go. That's Michael's bet. You got Matt Humans there on the NFL Draft as well. Look out for the NFL Draft Guide coming up later on this month. He is Matt Humans, host of Vsin tonight. Check him out later today with our buddy Wes Reynolds. Humans, enjoy the rest of the Masters, buddy. Okay, you too. Thanks. Good stuff there for Matt Humans. We wrap up the show on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a style stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You should. Michael Lombardi did. Mm-hmm. Well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. Speaking of traveling to Vegas, you traveled here, hanging yes. out here for the spring. Also, your buddy Bill Berman. Came in town. Made, He's here to visit. Trip. Yeah, excited to have him here. Yeah. You know, going to hang out here. Going to go stadium swim tomorrow and see the golf tournament. Hopefully, there'll be a golf tournament tomorrow. But <laughs> I was going to say. At least we got some nice weather here, and I can go outside and, and, and get some of this frostbite off me <laughs> that has been created by you in this, in this studio today. All good. There we go. It all goes back oh, to the good. Press. But I, I think, you know, the one thing we learned today, I, I love that Vinny admitted he wouldn't put the uh, – the, the, he doesn't do the college draft. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not because they don't want to do it. It's because there's, they don't have inside information. And mm-hmm. the, do they have inside information on NFL games? No, but, they have, but they've been doing it so long they have a sense of it, right? Yeah. So our pro betting tip today, Femi, is simply this. If you really – in the NFL draft betting market, the sports book and public are on the same plane. The mock drafts aren't the gospel. Mm. And the best path to profitability may be fading the noise. Mm. And I think that's really, really what it is. Because when have we not watched a draft where Mel and Todd and Daniel, they're all shocked by the pick? Mm-hmm. You know, remember the old NBA draft where they had every pick wired down? You know, like this. Well, they all know them, right? The, the NFL draft, nobody's giving out their pick. Like, I don't have a sense of could the Colts take Will Levis? I think so. Could they? Could they not? I think so. Right? Could the Seattle take Walker, the t- the defensive lineman from Texas Tech? Sure. You know, I don't know. Like, there's so many scenarios. Jordan Schultz mentioned Detroit taking a. A quarterback. I don't see that because when you're picking this high, you're mm-hmm. not picking for next year. It's not a luxury pick. Now, if one happened to be there when you're down there, of course. And look, every year we see this. Every year the quarterbacks are going early, earlier, earlier. When in the draft happens, they go later, later, later. You know, it's interesting because like the, the point that we're making here, and I think it's an excellent pro tip. Oh, by the way, go to vison.com slash tips to tech, check out all the pro tips from across the network. But oftentimes the draft, especially this time of year, they're just educated guesses that that's people all are making. Are. And when some of these moves happen, you'll see an assumption that's made in the market that's not based in reality. I right. mean, think back to last year 
when the Jacksonville Jaguars tagged Cam Robinson, everyone said, oh, well, then it has to be Aiden Hutchinson. Right. It, it can no longer be Evan Neal or Iki Aquanu. It's got to be Hutchinson. Meanwhile, Walker was sitting right there, and that's who Jacksonville actually coveted. And now this year, when the Carolina Panthers moved up with the Chicago Bears, the assumption was made that it's C.J. Stroud. The betting market goes crazy. I saw as high as minus 500 for C.J. Stroud to go first overall. Now we're sitting here today on April 7th, minus 110 each way, Stroud versus Young. So – Okay, so everything is predicated off of an opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Todd McShay, Mel, Dan, they, it's their opinion and their ranking of the player. Mm-hmm. So what you're now doing is you're assuming that their opinion is correct, and then you're assuming that their, per, their, their prediction is correct. So now you've made two assumptions, of which could be completely wrong. There's no stir, like Anthony Richardson is is – going to be a great, you know, graded here. That's a, that's a wrong assumption because you're assuming it from somebody who's never actually been in the room making a pick. Then I'm not saying you should listen to me and not them. I'm just saying you have to take it with a little bit of, of uncertainty to it because mm-hmm. they've never actually done the job. They're being portrayed as if they're, they're being sold to you as if they've done the job, but they've never been in the room. They've never put a board together. They've never had to make a decision. They've never made a trade. You know, Daniel Jeremiah has only been an area scout. He's never been an executive in the league. So, and he does a wonderful job. I think he's tremendous, but that doesn't mean he's made a decision. And so what you have to do is, and even though if you made a decision, I mean, look, Bill Polian said Lamar Jackson needs to be a wide receiver and he's made decisions. He's in the hall of fame. It's an opinion, right? Yeah. And so you have to take the opinion with a grain of salt. It's not gospel. And when they get all upset on draft day because it doesn't go the way they had it planned, which it happens every year, why should we think it's going to go as planned? That, that, I think that's probably my favorite part of the draft. It's like, the shock industry. in their faces. <laughs> oh, my shock. God, what are they doing? Like, it's, what are they doing? They can't pick him here. Yes, they can. <laughs> like, yes, they can. Like, I, I, I always ask, like, look, I, I loved – like, I loved Michael Meyer watching him on television, the tight end from Notre Dame. I thought he was great. When I studied him, he wasn't as great as I thought he was. Mm-hmm. You know, does that doesn't mean he's not a good player. It's just I didn't have him in that, oh, my God, this guy could change the game. Meanwhile, the Washington tight end from Georgia, you know, everybody labeled him as a blocker. But when you study him on tape, he's not a blocker. He's a receiver. He's a big-body receiver. Kids from Vegas, by the way. Yep. You know, and so – He's got this unique skill set that he's going to be more dynamic in the passing game than he is actually in the run game. And so there's all these perceptions you get labeled. This guy's labeled this. This guy's labeled that. And it's all starting from a wrong point of an assumption. Yeah. And, and, and the teams have difference of opinion. Like, you know, like my opinion compared to somebody else's opinion in their draft is going to be completely wrong. It, it, we might be different. That's what makes the draft so much fun. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand – the grading systems of teams, you got to understand how players get picked. And when you don't know that, it's it's easy to say this guy's going to go third overall. Well, there's no way you could grade Anthony Richardson high enough to make him the third pick overall. It, the funny thing is that all these guys, when they say that, oh my gosh, what are they doing? They get the fans riled up. Like Texans fans right now are going through it because they're like, oh my God, we might not take a quarterback because all draft process, they've been conditioned to saying, we're taking a quarterback. Well, they need a quarterback. They need a yeah. quarterback, but... They, if here's what, what they don't think of is if we draft this player, we still might need a quarterback. Like the, what the object of the draft is to satisfy the position that you pick. If there's mm-hmm. doubt, if I drafted Anthony Richardson, I would love his athleticism. I would be marveled at it. I would say, wow, this is a freak of nature. This guy's 6'5", he runs all this. 
But I'm not sure I have a quarterback. I'm not sure. I, I mean, to me, taking Anthony Richardson would be like in the old days when you took an NBA high school player. You took Daryl Dawkins coming out of Maynard Evans High School, mm -hmm. right? Like, this is a physical specimen, but I don't, you know, we're taking him in the fifth pick overall. He's great. He's got this body, but we're not sure. You're not sure. You don't have it. It's not like if you take Bryce Young, you're sure he can play the position. Now, you may be uncomfortable with his height. You might have to move things around to adjust for that, but you're sure he can lead the team and you're sure he can play the position. Back to your analogy with the high school prospect in the NBA draft, you could get LeBron James or you can get Kwame Brown. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, the, that's the spectrum. I mean, think about Anthony Bennett was supposed to be the greatest basketball player in the history of basketball. Well, he's a UNLV guy, so we got to hush. My point is, is that, that you just don't know. Yeah, no. You just don't know. I mean, and so, look, you, you know, I, I think to me that's where you gain an advantage in this draft if you're going to bet some of the draft picks because – that you're, you're, you don't count on them having the reliable information. You know, they're not going to be able to say this is what you should do. Nobody's telling them what to do. And then you're also, here's another assumption. You, we see this all the time, team needs. Who's making these team needs? <laughs> Some guy that doesn't know the team? Yep. Right? Like I, an outsider. An outsider who doesn't know. Maybe they have a rookie. That maybe they have a young player on their roster who's really good. They're counting on him to be a good player. So you see that as a need, but they don't because they have a young player. So everything is based on how they see the need, right? Yeah. It's how, how you see. So now the starting premise is completely wrong because, you know, the team doesn't think they have that need. They have a right tackle that they've been redshirting all year that they think could be a good player. Meanwhile, the guy who's doing oh, they need a right tackle because yeah. you don't know half the players on their team. I mean, it's the famous Seahawks draft. I believe it was the 2012 draft where the – the graders gave them an F for their whole team draft, and that was the draft class that helped propel them to win a Super Bowl. Right. Go through it. Go through all those grades. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, Baltimore doesn't have a very talented team, but they've had A's in every single draft. How is this possible? How does this make sense? So, you, you, and the grades are given out based on who's given the information to the guy who's grading. Yeah. And the grades are based on the grader, how his board ranks up. Yep. As if his board's correct. So there's an inherent bias. To exactly. The it's a, and that's why you have to – that's why Vinny doesn't let books – make a play. <laughs> I wish they could because, you know, like we said, even playing field. Even playing. Even playing field is what it is. So if, wherever you are, I mean, across the nation, you can bet on the drafts. Make sure you do it carefully and keep your ear to the street because uh, there's some money out there to be made. That does it for us, though. Thank you to Vinny Maiulo. Thank you to Jordan Schultz, NFL insider at The Score. And thank you to Matt Eumanns, VEASAN host of And I'm VEASAN bringing a heater tonight. tomorrow. I'll see you at 7 o'clock tomorrow Michael Lombardi morning. will be in a beanie tomorrow at 7 a.m. West gloves Coast time. on. 10 a.m. East Coast God. time. VEASAN Best Bets is coming up next. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.
gmail.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.